do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Testing one two one two one two. See the difference? Yes. One two one two one two. Yeah. Testing one two one two one two. Yeah. And so mine is really much louder, or it, it picks up on it much. Where is the mic? right here. That's interesting because I don't feel like you talk a whole lot more loudly than I do. It's, it's uh, I think it's the tone. It I'm, might be. I I'm, think I have a slightly deeper voice than you do. Especially if I've not been drinking tea. <laughs> I lower, I'll get my, y'all, y'all, I'm not even going to knock because you have come in to the middle of the conversation <laughs> as always. And we like to pretend that we do like a pre-show, and we go, huh, what should we talk about today? Well, I'm not really sure. Let's talk about food, or maybe some Appalachian folklore, or, I don't know, death. We talk a lot about death <laughs> and food. And so we pretend we have a meeting beforehand, but this time, Alicia just said, I'm, you know what, I'm hitting record. And so you got the, the whole whole dang thing, didn't you? Hey, everybody. Uh, I am looking up. Alicia's giggling, so I'm going to keep talking. I am looking up souvenir black bears, like those little black bears we used to get out at Cherokee when we were little. Yeah. And I'm looking up for a place to find them wholesale. So if y'all know a place, you let us know. Because I, I got a little scheme in my head. That's something we did talk about in the pre-show, but I ain't telling you what it is yet. But souvenir black bears, little stuff. Looking, bear-looking things. Bear-looking things. With a little red collar on. Do do you remember the tag said made in Taiwan for a while? And then it said made in Japan for a while? Yeah. (laughs) But you'd have to go to the reservation to get them. That's right. And that was back in the day when the cheap crap came from Japan and not from China. (laughs) Now, we don't get no cheap crap from Japan. Is there such a thing as cheap crap anymore? Well, I don't know. It, it There's is a lot cheap, of useless. It is cheap crap in the sense that it is poorly made out of inferior materials. Yeah. But no, it's still going to cost you $10. Well, let me ask you a question. Yes, ma'am. You know, I like to consignment shop, but I haven't done much of it oh, since COVID happened. You know? And plus, I, I got too much stuff. I need to get rid of stuff and not <laughs> gather stuff. But I, I do like to consignment shop. And I, I learned things about uh, Goodwill and Salvation Army. Yes. And so how do you feel about Goodwill and the fact that they're taking a lot of like tax advantages uh, by some of their employees? They get a lot of tax credits for that. But on the other hand, they also educate people. They've got a website that is dedicated to giving you free education if you want it. And they have programs where they teach you job skills. Well, and they're still making money by being a consignment shop. 
I think it's real easy to criticize anybody who's doing anything right now. And yeah. we like to do that. We like to pick and pick and pick. And so I would say if you shop at Goodwill and it is a good experience for you, then you should do that. And I know the Sally Army gets a lot of a lot of pushback because they are a Christian organization and they have opinions and they proselytize. And I don't know about you, but I am so relieved to never walk past a place that has that damn red kettle at Christmas. <laughs> well, because there ain't no stores anymore to walk into. I don't know, maybe they have them at Walmart or something. They've got they've got a store in Skyland. No, it's uh uh, Salvation Army? Oh, yeah, no, the Salvation Army stores are everywhere, but yeah. the big retail stores where you used to see them at Christmas. Oh, yeah. Kmart yeah. and all that stuff, they're just gone. Yeah, they don't exist. But I guess they probably are at Walmart, but, you know, I don't really shop at Walmart if I can help it, so. Yeah, you're going to laugh, but I, there is a picture of me on Facebook somewhere with my little nephew who was in the Boy Scouts at the time. Aww. And I am ringing a bell with him um, oh with God. a Salvation Army calc. And, oh and I look God. at that picture and I think, is that me? <laughs> well, and I had a great aunt uh, who has now passed into the bosom of Abraham. She's the woman from whom I got my wonderful sweet tea recipe. Oh. May God, the gods bless my Aunt Irene. Um, and she and her husband were in the Salvation Army for a while, and so were their children. Hmm. I believe that's who I'm. I believe I'm right. But yeah, so if you have a moral objection to shopping at the Salvation Army or at the Goodwill, then I think you should look for a local thrift shop yeah. that does something like we have one here for the with uh, the animal people. They have a thrift shop. And then we have one that I really like to go through that's the Rescue Missions Thrift Shop. I really like that one. Now, the Rescue Mission is a Christian organization, but they're, you know, they're working on helping the homeless. And I'm sure they make them pray, regardless of whether they're Christian or not, because that often is the case. But it's a good thrift shop, and I like it. And I think making people feel guilty because they can only afford to shop at a certain place or that they choose to shop there. Uh, there's just no value in that. Well, uh, it's it's that for me. I like thinking that I've found a bargain in something, you know. Yeah. But also, uh, I like feeling like something didn't go to the landfill. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just, we are a wasteful culture. Well, and we are sitting in a room right now, and the treadle sewing machine right behind you <laughs> came from the Sally. And behind that... That big old cabinet full of uh, china, that came from a thrift store, uh, and it's the one, um, I, it's off Sweet Creek. I never can remember the name of it. It used to be Hospice Treasures. Yes, I remember it. Uh, yeah, I don't know the name yeah, of and it. And the table that the computer is sitting on came from a junk store before we called them thrift stores. <laughs> And uh, uh, yeah, that's a lot. And then the other stuff in the room came from my grandmother's house, except for that pretty uh, curved ca cabinet you gave me. Oh, no. You know what? My picture is not there with him. Oh, bless him. <laughs> ringing the kettle. That's so the one I working just, at Dollywood now. Oh. <laughs>
He's the one that got the big chair. Yeah. Look at you, you yeah. handsome boy. He was the cutest little thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to segue to Dollywood and to Dolly for a minute. Yeah. There was a, a thing about, you know, Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter and everybody's got their thumb up their nose about it. Whatever. Oh, that was a sweet way of putting it. I know what you were thinking. <laughs> Whoever cares anymore. Anyway, somebody, uh, there was a meme, I guess, on Facebook that said, can you imagine what Dolly Parton would have done with all those billions of dollars. And there was just this whole list of there'd be no more homeless people in Appalachia. There'd be no more hungry people in Appalachia. She would pay off all the student debt. She would do blah, 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 blah. We would blah. have education. Exactly. You come and Saint work for Dolly. her, you can go to school for free. Yeah. I yeah. mean, wow. St. Dolly. St. Dolly. And if everybody who came out of Appalachia, and y'all can quote me on this, if, if you are a highly successful person who came out of Appalachia and you are not given back, shame on you. Yeah. Big shame. Mm -hmm. Big shame. I agree with that. You know, we're having more fires every year. And we're having more of our land just built over and snatched up, up by a bunch of carpetbaggers. Yep. There, I said it. <laughs> and I meant it. That's all right. Say it. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with you saying it because I, I agree with it. You know, yep. Uh, I watched it all change. They've just come come in, and they don't care about anything except a profit. Exactly, exactly. And so, in the process, we're losing our land, and we're creating a divided people. People who are divided by income, yep. not just by are you from here or not, but the yep. ones who are from here are moving away because they can't afford to stay here anymore. Yeah, and they're being taxed out of their homes. Yep. And they're being run out. It's a shame. It's just a shame. Well, I got to tell you, this little piece of land here on Weird Mountain, it's not more than a couple of acres. It's a little old beat-up granny house. The taxes on this are astronomical. Oh, I'm sure they are. They, the taxes, the annual taxes, are more on this property than my grandmother paid for it when she bought it. What? Yeah. Which tells you she didn't pay a whole lot because yeah. it was, in fact, the 60s. But, but, that's the reality of it. So, if you are a little old person, maybe older than me, a little old older person. On a me, fixed income. On a fixed income. And the place that you bought in the 60s, you paid off years and years ago. But now you are looking at paying whatever percentage of what little bitty bit of money you make. It might be paying three taxes. or four months worth of your only yes. income. Yes, paying taxes, paying an amount of taxes that the city and the county and the state and the feds are going to piss away. Mm -hmm. It won't, won't even be a drop in the damn bucket. No. And, but you have to endure the hardship of it. And there has to be a way to fix that. Well, but there's not the political will to. And now I'm going to retire from talking about politics just for a minute. Did you hear that gunshot? I believe that was a gunshot. Somebody's after a turkey. Hopefully, that's all. Or a groundhog. <laughs> or a groundhog, yes. Yeah. Hopefully, that's Gosh, all. I've been thinking so hard lately. But I learned to shoot on my dad's twenty-two. And it was stolen uh, after my parents moved. They didn't clear the house all the way out yet, and somebody stole his twenty-two. And I was thinking, I'd love to have an old twenty-two rifle. I've got one. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> do you? I, I do. <laughs> I you just, have a little bit of everything, don't you? Yeah, I've got a couple of them, actually. <laughs> I'm like, Are we in trouble now? 
Anyway, I was I'm thinking, taking, I'm not putting that in. <laughs> well, it'd be handy to have it. I could just sit in the back door. I went from the ground <laughs> home. Ding. <laughs> well, that sounds like a BB gun. <laughs> Definitely got one of those. <laughs> I've told you the story of my cousin with a, a double barrel shotgun, haven't I? No. Oh, okay. So uh, I have these cousins, which I know I talk about my cousins, my family all the time. I haven't seen these cousins literally in years, but um, they decided they were going to teach me how to shoot a shotgun because I didn't really ever shot a rifle. So they they loaded the shotgun up, showed me, you know, all the things you do with it, and then... Uh, and they lined up some beer cans, you know, so I could shoot at these beer cans. <laughs> and my cousin said, now it's really important that you pull smooth and slow and just go ahead and shoot both barrels at the same no. time. <laughs> and I had never shot a shotgun in my life. And so, and so I did. And the next thing I remember, I was lying on my back with oh. shotgun straight up in the air. Oh. And I, it had just knocked me all the way flat on my behind. Ooh. And I think about it now, and it's so funny. At the time, I was so embarrassed, and then I was really mad. And my cousins laughed until they almost peed their jeans. <laughs> and how old were you? So funny. Oh, golly. 12, 14. No, I don't think I was as old as 14. Probably 12, 13. And they were, they're making fun of me because I don't really ever shot a rifle. Well, you need to shoot a shotgun. Well, I ain't got a shotgun. Well, we got a shotgun. A shotgun. Well, you have to, the trick is you got to put it right up against your shoulder. Oh, yeah. No, they, they instructed me on that. Put it right against your shoulder so that when you pull both barrels, it'll knock your ass over. Well, the and alternative is if it's not against your shoulder, oh, no, then it really it'll it break will break your shoulder, your shoulder yeah. or your yeah, jaw. Dislocate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, they were careful to tell me to put it against my shoulder, but I just went boom, man. <laughs> and the two of them, they're just hanging over me, laughing like hyenas. Oh my god, Ollie. Well, my first. Shotgun was not a shotgun. It was a pistol, a German uh -huh. pistol. Oh, like a Luger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, a Ruger, or a yeah. I think that might have been it. Um, yeah, it was my grandfather's. Uh huh. And then I shot a five. One of those little had a chamber in it. Oh um, yeah. Learned how to shoot with that because out there, the only time I would ever need to have a gun would be. If I was in the woods and a boar or a bear or something came after me, uh -huh. and I wouldn't stay out of the woods, <laughs> no, no. They, and they knew that I wouldn't stay out of the woods. So at some point, one of them, and I won't say who. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like how we're carefully not mentioning any names. That's right. We're protecting the guilty. <laughs> yeah. One of them uh, took me out in the woods with and showed me how to shoot with a, a gun and told me what to do if I ever heard a boar coming crashing through the woods. Mm. You know, because you have to get up a tree higher than they can reach. And they were huge back then. Ooh. They were huge, you know, over a thousand pounds easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But really, the only thing that would stop them would be a bullet right, right here. Yeah, and so they'd have so to be have running to towards you. You have to be, yeah. yep. And so for a while, I learned how to shoot that, and I did. I did okay with. That. I was never a sharpshooter, but I was. I could hold my own. And I, I don't know how I got introduced to shotguns and stuff. I think a twenty-two is my first, and of course that's yeah. one of the guns that's killed the most people in the world. 
Well, I think uh, 22 is pretty cheap. Yeah. Pretty readily available. I know you could used to buy them at Sky City and Kmart, and I guess you can get them at Walmart. I don't I, I, but I don't you didn't know. have to go to a gun store or a mm -hmm. gun show or anything like that. They were they're pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And it's a kind of standard hunting rifle. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want to bring down an elk with it, I wouldn't think. But right. that's what we used for deer hunting, squirrel hunting, yeah. rabbit hunting, all that stuff. I, I never did hunt, and I didn't fish. I never did. I foraged every time, though, as much as I could. And I would sure eat the food. I love fishing, and I've not been fishing in so long. I like the relaxation uh, of it. Yeah, my friend Amanda says she's going to take me fishing. This, I used to love, and I didn't do it a whole lot, so I wasn't any good at it, uh, fly fishing. <laughs> but I think you can actually be really good at fly fishing and never catch a fish. So I didn't feel so I didn't feel no shame about it. But you just get to stand in the just middle stand of the river, in the water, yeah, and for hours, hours, yeah, and do that, and just do like this with your arm. Yeah, yeah I, I really loved it, and I got into you know because like you, I'm artsy craftsy. I got into tying flies because that was pretty, you know, a little bit of fur, a little bit of feather, a little bit of something else. That was always fun, too. But, you know, I look back on it now, I think, well, I don't do nothing fun. I mean, not like that. I write and I love that and I garden and I love that. But it's just that feels like earning my keep, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm growing the garden so that we can eat and I'm writing so that, you know, I can pay the taxes on Weird Mountain. Hopefully, yeah. Well, I got a big fat royalty check this very week. Nice. Yes, it was this week that I put in the bank today. Good. That would that just almost pays the taxes on Weird Mountain. Yes, ma'am. That never. Yep. <laughs> That's so, awesome. That's really awesome. It is awesome. That yeah. makes me very happy. Well, you know, this place is kind of out of time. It feels like it's outside of time. It's a liminal space. It is. It is yeah. absolutely, and and I, it deserves to to live on as long as it should. And so, you're paying taxes as well. I'm just paying, making sure I'm paying my taxes. Well, I've just heard too damn many stories of some little old woman, little old man losing their property because they didn't pay their taxes for. I don't even know what the statute of limitations is now, but it's like you. It has to. It used to be. I think it was three years. If you hadn't paid it in three years, they they put it out on the courthouse steps. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe they let you know, but maybe they didn't. I don't know. I think they did let you know. I would think I'm they sure. would have to, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. But you can you can look all that up. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, really and don't you imagine there's those damn smarmy people every day going, huh, huh, look, that person that paid their taxes. Maybe <laughs> I'll go wait and see if I can get hold of that property cheap. Mm -hmm. Ugh. There's there's crazy. apps out there that you can download that will do that for you and notify you. So that you can go in and be a carpet bagger. Good. That's good. Yeah. Is it called carpetbagger.com app? <laughs> uh, you'll have to look that up. That's interesting. I would call it that. That's pretty good. <laughs> a good friend of mine that I love very, very much, she was uh, making a little, her little side hustle was making these pretty bags, these carpet bags. And I said, she said, you know what? If you would buy one of these and then let people know where you got it. I said, I am not buying a damn carpet bag. <laughs> if you need money, I'll send you whatever the cost of the carpet bag is. But I am not going to walk around town with a damn carpet bag. I don't know. Who do you think I am? 
by the way. Did she even understand the rest? No, she didn't because she's not a southerner. Oh. Every day I still learn. <laughs> I hear some things from time to time. Oh, God, about how awful we are. I don't know. I don't know. I'm bad enough to get thrown into the Facebook jail. That's right. Yes, ma'am. And I know why, too. Yep. <laughs> and I ain't repeating I it here. It. No, no need. But I will say for all of you who wondered what happened to me, what I said was exactly what I meant. <laughs> and yes, it was against community standards. Yes, it was. I promise you about that. <laughs> so that 24 hours in Facebook jail was well earned. Well, and busted appropriately. Do you think they learned anything? They did Facebook. Because no. I, I, you didn't learn anything. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it, I think I, I fall into the class now of teaching old dogs new tricks. It's a hard thing to do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I've been cussing politicians since I was old enough to know what a politician was. Boy, we've got some good stuff. <laughs> so, we've got some funny <laughs> shit going on. I mean, I'm sad and mad, but also amused. By I, I know. I, I went past the getting embarrassed about it. <laughs> it's like, really? So right now, Tom Tillis looks like an honest citizen <laughs> compared to everybody else who's representing. Represent us? <laughs> what? Oh my God! Honest to goodness. Well, you know, at least it keeps you entertained. But it's also a shame when I think about all that money that got wasted. Oh, it's ridiculous. It could have helped somebody. It could have. What would Dolly have done with all that money? I don't know, but it wouldn't have been what happened. Nope. Yeah, and I'm interested to see if the office. Loan the loan to upgrade the office mm -hmm. has been paid in any way because mm -hmm. the taxpayers, yeah, you know, are the ones who finance <clears throat> that without the, our knowledge. We got the deep pockets, you know, yeah. we got all the money, don't you worry about it. Yeah. Or, yeah, evidently. So, you know, what's interesting to me is this area has spawned so many super super political people and mm -hmm. i don't mean super as in mm -hmm. yeah they're good i mean people who are just so focused on power yeah through yeah. politics there is a friend of mine if i said her name y'all would know it so i'm not going to do it but she is very well known in the area as a as an artist and an entertainer and um she contacted me before covid and she asked me to do a tarot card reading for her because she was going to run for mm -hmm. um Senate, I think, maybe House, maybe House House Representative, and the the cards are very clear that it was not time for her to do that, but that she needed to get ready because she would be a shoe in, and she's one of these people that if she was representing us, it'd be, she'd be like speaking truth to power, like really. Mm -hmm. So the people of Western North Carolina, that's how you're going to treat us, is it? Yeah. Well, I don't think that's going to stand with me. <laughs> and we need a lot more people like that. It's Yeah, we do. It's ridiculous what's going on around here. Yeah. I'm disgusted. It's my it's town. I love this place. Yeah. But I don't love this place. No. No, yeah, there's too this much place that on. this place is in. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay, so I'm going to not talk about this place anymore because it'll still be here when the podcast is over. So, I'll, you know, I'll deal with it then. <laughs> but I tell you, it is like, it's my hobby now to just be trashing politics and oh, politicians. It's like, really? 
really? Did you actually do that and think you'd get away with it? And then you did get away with it. Yeah. Well, my, my, my. And they keep getting not... away with it. Yeah. Well, who's going to call them to account? They're little cronies? I don't think so. They don't. They don't have cronies. They have syncophants. Well, they have that too. And they are never. They're never going to call to account either. And y'all but can, now today, y'all, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Um, was the funeral for Madeline Albright, mm. and the president's remarks were so beautiful. I have to say uh, about all that she had accomplished and what she was, and what she represented as. America in the rest of the world. It was really, really touching. Hmm. Well, I'm sure I will read it. I'm just disappointed that I didn't stay up last night to see Jimmy Kimmel interview Randy Rainbow. Oh, I didn't see that either. Are I, you going to link it? She's going to link it. I'm going to link it when I find it. Oh it's got to be there. Gosh. I hope y'all have listen to randy rainbow because oh your life is not gosh. complete until you do and i also tend to like that liberal redneck oh me too me too <laughs> hey whatever happened to that fella who was he he was southern mama or something do you remember him for a while yeah. The Southern mama, and he'd pretend like he was this woman who lived in a trailer and had kids. Yeah. He got pretty popular for a while, and I don't I don't know what happened to him. I can't remember his name. Huh. I can't, I can't either. I'll look him up. But I don't know. I'm a little bit weird about men, comedians, acting out like women. Um, he just did a really like, good who, job who of it. Who is it does Medea? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know, but he, you know, he's he's very well known for being this big old female character, and it's like, I don't know. When does that cross the line to you know mocking your mama? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, it makes you wonder if they have issues of you know yeah. mother issues. I should say. Do you have mother issues? <laughs> I do. Do you? Let's see if I can find. <laughs> Southern Mama spelled M O M M A, which yes. is not correct. No. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm really trying not to be one of those people who gets offended by things, but Darren dang, Knight. some things just they just fly all over me. And I think, mm -hmm. did you not understand that that might hurt somebody's feelings? Yeah. Did you not understand that you just sold out your whole culture for a mess of putty? Did you well, not understand that? For some attention on TikTok uh -huh, or whatever. Exactly. Uh, he, his name is Darren Knight, a.k.a. Southern Mama. Uh -huh. Originally from Mumford, Alabama. Well, at least he's Southern. You know, a lot of people make a lot of money off Southerners and Southern culture and Appalachian culture, and they're not even from here. Yeah, I know it. Like, but, 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 but they can do the accent, okay? Well, interesting enough, I always wondered why everybody, why it was so beloved, these TV shows that are kind of, you know, hokey about things in the South, like Beverly Hillbillies and Andy Griffith's show and Hee Haw. Mm -hmm. I love those shows myself. I think the folks on Hee Haw are totally talented. And I read about some of the goings-on behind the scenes there. It was really interesting. But the show itself was kind of insulting towards, you know, well, Southern folks. I mean, they were stereotypes for sure. Like, I think about Beverly Hillbillies 
and the Andy Griffith Show. Mm -hmm. So they were stereotypes of what Southerners and Appalachian people are. But often, especially with Beverly Hillbillies, they really were showing how kindness and honesty will save the day. That is the way to be. It's like these simple country people who have come to the hills of Beverly. <laughs> so, I mean, there's something to be said about that, too, that, that um, you know, Jethro does eat a lot, and he can't cipher but so well. <laughs> but he's got a big old heart, and he will do anything for you and, you know, pick up your truck and carry it across the street or, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> thing. And, and honestly, the older I get, the more like Granny I get. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just irritable. But I will cook you a big old pot of beans or some, something good to eat if you'd like that. But, but don't be crossing me. Right, right. No, that's exactly right. That's funny. You need to show up one day in that little skirt and combat boots. Well, the funny thing is, I looked up Irene Ryan. And she was younger than I am now when she played Granny. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was a very talented yes, woman. Yes, very and, talented And woman. she was much more sophisticated than you would think. Well, like Minnie Pearl. Yeah. Because there's all those stories. Mm -hmm. She lived in that big fancy house, and they'd do those mm -hmm. tours. I guess they were Nashville tours of where Nashville celebrities lived or something. Probably. And she'd be, you know, talking to the the president of the board of directors or something and she go excuse me but the tour bus is coming and she put that hat on and she go down the mailbox and go howdy and just become Minnie Pearl. Well wasn't she from this area? Um I'm not maybe sure. Maybe Transylvania maybe? County or I'm gonna look her up of course. Yeah I do. But yeah she was a character. She was. Well that's the thing those shows were really beloved even though they were kind of Pokey and they didn't paint us in the best of light all the time. We we're too innocent or too dumb or too whatever. Right, right, right. You know, um, we were gullible. Gullible, thank you. I do feel gullible though sometimes, honestly. Oh, I am gullible. Um, she was born in Centerville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Which probably ain't too far away from here. Probably not, I don't think. That accent that she had, it was uh, definitely Tennessee. Well, actually, no. It's way over near. It's in Middle Tennessee. Huh. Well, oh, so right. is well, so is Nashville. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I was like you. I thought she was from around here somewhere. Yeah. And so, y'all, when we say around here, we mean Western North Carolina or Eastern Tennessee. We don't mean she grew up here on Weird Mountain, though she could have. Yeah, she could have. We would have loved her. We would have probably told her about her prize tag on the hat. <laughs> maybe or maybe we would all got we all gone hat shopping together <laughs> we'd all had us a nice hat to wear oh i remember those days when you would dress up with a hat and gloves <gasps> i'm gonna send you a picture of me in a in my easter finery <laughs> and you I may, i'll just put it on the website y'all i um used to have some of those around I, I don't know. It, it is it is a a sweet picture and I look at pictures of me now from the before times long ago, and sometimes I just look so sad. Oh, gosh. And, you know, even in my Halloween costumes, I just look sad. Isn't that, that all? That's yeah, awful, it is awful. It? But there's one picture when I'm like three years old, I think, and my hair is crazy looking because it always was because it never got brushed or anything. <laughs> 
and I'm wearing some ragged, filthy t-shirt and pants. And I, my arms are all stretched out and I've got a big, crazy smile on my face. And the t-shirt uh, says, um, I love my grandpa. I love my grandpa. And I did love my grandpa. Do love my grandpa. You do love your grandpa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I never had. They, they didn't want me to wear many t-shirts. And, you know, believe it or not, I had, uh, don't laugh. I would get allergic to certain fabrics. Oh, no, I, I would never laugh about yeah. that because you've got, I mean, not so much now, but when you were a kid, yeah. God, all those allergies. Terrible. Yeah, I had, I was pretty sensitive. And my, my great aunt had uh, something called environmental illness. What is that? Will you tell me? Well, I know that she ended up in a sterile room. For the last years of her life, it, oh had my to, gosh, it was like awful. boy in the bubble kind of thing, <clears throat> and they built her room onto the house, and we would go because I used to go and hang out with her quite a bit. But we would go; we could go to the sliding glass doors in the front, and there was an intercom system that we could talk to her through, and that's pretty much was it for the last probably ten years of her life. And she was just, she became allergic to so many things, and she got weak. What makes that happen? Um, an uh, overreaction uh, to something that has stimulated a, uh, some, uh, you know, a, a... Like an allergic reaction, an overstimulated yeah. allergic reaction? Probably, it's like a massive allergic reaction. I've always had this theory about the water there. And she lived right across the street from the lake, where the water source was where the DVD had been sprayed for all those years. So it's just, uh, yeah, that's, that's my opinion, but I'll, I'll bet you I'm right about that if they Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. <laughs>